When this shit dropped, I was like 16, trying to get some hit from a mixed thing. Big dream, say goodbye to ripped jeans. Nigga got a job, had my little wife. Worst fear was getting robbed for my last $50 that I had left over. $5 and they popped a nigga in his left shoulder. Minimum wage, 515, 13s on the whip, kept my shit clean. Uh, actually, that was my mama shit. But I'm driving around town on my Obama shit. Middle class, my ass, just to get a tank of gas. Had to run the guns up the street and pawn the shit. But, yeah, I'm headed for a scholarship Little scrap game, but I got a lot of lip That's why them niggas don't like me And always wanna fight me A dumb nigga hate a smart mouth, most likely uh, I know the game, I'm an expert Nigga, how you gon' jump me if my legs work? Nigga, I'm gone Showed up at a crib, trombone And I ain't fucked yet, cause my mama always home God damn, L Lord have mercy Please, God, don't let this little broad have herpes My nigga say she fast like Jackie's on a curse Gold medals if we gave hoes medals No rose petals on a bed in the ghettos Spider-Man sheets gotta sing a falsetto Tall white tees, can't believe we used to wear those what It is another week in the Books chapter 32, man. Happy to have you guys back in. Why happen in every week with us now doing Tuesdays and Fridays? Mo, what up? What up, y'all, man? Y'all already know how it go down. If you don't know, now you know. If y'all new here, man, welcome. If you've been here, y'all know y'all ain't had Fridays this good since Fridays was this good, bro. Straight up. I like that. It is another week in the books. AWITB, if you didn't know, AWITB2022 at Gmail. Leave us some thoughts, everything on the show. Favorite podcast providing places where you can find us at. So leave us a five star rating. Mo, how was your week, man? It's been good. Um, good. Made a big step here this week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna keep everybody updated on my personal like that, but I don't mind being vulnerable for the sake of somebody else's you know life and and maybe blessing them with my own situation. So I reached out to my dad, um, mm. called him. I mean, we're, we're not distant enough like that. I'm not gonna act like like we're not estranged. Like yeah, we have a relationship. Like we're tight. Like we got music together, all that. But so I don't want to make it come off like yeah, I you know I had to really. You know what I mean Reach out to the dig pops Cause we, deep. we dig deep You know what I mean Talked in years Nah But I called him Kinda told him about the situation You know with the in-law And and um, He understood where I was coming from and, it, and my wife brought some things to To my attention about how Our family kinda operates In our relationships with people I thought it was pretty factual Brought it to my dad Our family as in You her and your kid Or Oh uh, My Like my, my dad and My intermediate uh, outside of my your mom, your dad, y'all, yeah. yes, and so I was like, I brought it to him. He's like, yeah, you kind of right. That is kind of how we are with people, um, stuff like that. But he just gave some sound advice too. He was like, you know what? If you kind of doubling down after what y'all say, he say, man, shoot him a text message. I was like, hmm, because I I it, I struggle to just build up a phone call, but the man in me makes me be like step up that's what i've learned since i've been grown step up to the plate when it's uncomfortable like be a man about it because i never wanted to be like i ain't gonna say weak because i've had weak moments like anybody but i didn't want to be 
I don't coward up, but I had to just be honest. I say I'm still kind of in that space because I'm still hurt about some things. I can't bring myself to do it. So I sent the text message just stating how I felt about him. I felt how I felt about them and leaving my apology for how things went and left it there. And so now what I have been doing is grabbing those thoughts. And, and for those that listen, like when you feel your thought about to go somewhere, grab it, pull it back, understand, remember your intent. Because what happened is if you let that thought go somewhere, you're like, oh, they, they hit me back. Oh, they feeling this way. See, this is why I don't do this. See, this is why I don't try to. I should have just before I do that, grab that thought. It's all good. You did what you're supposed to do. My wife is appreciative about it. And she knew it took a lot for me to do that. I even stated that in the message. So that's how my week has been. That's kind of the biggest thing, news of this week. Um, they probably sent this super late. But I feel pretty good, though, man. How about you, Spike, man? I can't complain. I feel pretty good. When you say mm-hmm. how your family communicates, was your dad receptive of it? You said he was acting. He was right. Yeah, he agreed. He was like, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Like, he, he was just because... We've always kind of, I don't know, I say like mafia, but like we've operated from this like internal thing where it's always just it's us against the world. Mm. And it's like almost like literal. Like some people say that, but it don't be that, but it's always kind of been that way. And hey man, it's nuts though how that, <laughs> how that works. Cause it does, the reason that I ask, like I don't have an immediate family, like when you talk about mom, dad, mm-hmm. that we're in the same house or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> When my grandmother passed, we noticed like a trait that we have as a family as well. Like hmm. I'm talking about my immediate family, like my cousin, my mom, her mom. Maternal like side. Just, yeah, like the maternal side, my grandmother's immediate descendants. Mm-hmm. Like we are so non-emotional. Like how you say that I act like my cousin, my mom, everybody's like that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Of course they're women, so they 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 give a little more than I do. Okay. Well <laughs> what makes me think it. So we was doing a, a a memorial for my grandmother year after she passed, and we have this one cousin. She's like a third cousin, or she's not the descendant cousin mm-hmm. like I was talking about. She was getting all emotional and want to give a speech, and like me, my mom, my cousin all looked at each other and just like rolled our eyes, like ah, oh, here she go. But it, it, it wasn't out of place or anything. It's just us more so. That's how we are. Like, we learned that from our grandmothers, like, just yeah. being, like, crass. Like, we all are, like, snappy and, like, it, it's it's hilarious how that type of or your type of family communication starts to trickle out to what you do into the world. And I didn't really notice it either, but mm-hmm. all of us are like that. We ain't really like emotional people at all because our grandmother, the matriarch of the immediate family, she wasn't like she mm-hmm. wasn't here for none of the soft shit. And, Where and do you think that comes from? Is it like a survival tactic where it's like I don't have time for? Yeah, this. for her it had to be. So yeah, that's it. Survive. And then for my mom too, I'm working two jobs. Like I don't got time for that that mm-hmm. that shit, that crybaby shit. I'm looking at my grandmother. She started having, <laughs> she started having kids at like what, 14. Yeah, like she started having kids at like 15. So 15, 16, 17. Yeah. I think she had a kid every year until she was 20. So like she didn't have time to like, she yeah. didn't make it past the eighth grade. I don't think. Yeah. So all of that like, oh, sentimental. Like nah, mm-hmm. bro, we're not doing none of that shit, man. Let me ask you this. My wife has been kind of 
bringing up this interesting thing where she says that she, she's taking so much in because of the recent news of her dad and then recent news of her mom. You know what I'm saying? So these are both heavy on equal sides. So you're trying to figure out where to attend your attention the most, but you can't really, you know what I mean? So, but what she has said that is very interesting to me. She was like, I don't even know if I'm processing. And so I asked you and maybe your family, like, do you think it's a part of, again, I don't have time for that. So it's like, I, I, I am in such a grind and a push processing will stop me from getting accomplished where I'm trying to go. If I process, I got to actually sit down, take time to feel things. And I don't got time. Yeah, that could, that's it. That's a part of it. And two, just a genuine ignorance of what to do or say. Like I remember the first time that I had a, a, a car wreck. A motherfucker, a white man hit me. It went the first time, the second time. I had like seven wrecks. You're a bad driver. <laughs> yeah, I am. But one of the first times that I was in a car accident, uh, I called my mom. Oh, I'm expecting or needing like, oh, are you okay? Like, do you need me to come down there? Like, like, okay, what do you want me to do? Like, you're 21 years old. Like, did y'all call the police? Okay, what do you want me to do? Like, was almost literally her words verbatim. And then I was mad. But now that I'm like older, I understood. Like, okay, what what did I want her to do? You know what I'm saying? So that probably makes a lot of sense on how you rationalize things. I think. Because I think for me, like a big thing, because she'll, and that's why I was trying to emphasize, like trying to reach out and do these things because of like where I come from. Not so much being accepted, because it's like these moments of like well, my mom will be or my sister be or there'll be something where they'll say something simple as tell you, you know, tell Kashanda or tell your wife I said hi, and 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 she'll be like, why don't they just text me or just call me and say hi? They don't mean nothing bad by it. That's just how they are, and I. It's always like this, so I'll try to at moments be like, I, you know, I, I would let her know. I'm I was like, yeah, well, you know, that's cool. Just why don't you just let her know? I'll do that sometimes, just to you know, just to put it there because again, this is just how it is. Like I don't know where to. I've talked to them before, so I'm kind of more in a hybrid ish space because I've been around her and her family. However, how do you take that though. How do you take her responding to that like that? Now it's different because. At one point I'm going back and forth So it's always this misinterpretation It's been that way for a long time Because this is how you do things And what you're familiar with And this is how they do things And you're taking it the wrong way And so that's how it always is However, so now for me More so than anything It's I now don't get into it I was just like, well, I mean Because I, I can't I got tired of trying to clarify on both ends This is how what she is <laughs> See, here's how I am and this is how I start, try to circle and stuff like that. I would tell my mom, oh, well, she said you need to call her or text her and tell her. <laughs> you said, <laughs> uh, you need to and, call her. Yeah. yeah and, and I'd act like I don't even know. Like, that, of course, that would piss your girl off and your mom going to take it a certain way, too. But to end all of this passive aggressiveness and I don't like this. And, yeah. oh, okay, well, let me just remove myself. She says yeah. you should call her when you want to speak. That way, don't do it to me again. But that's how I handle it. Yeah, but then you you got you think you got a bigger problem now. Yeah, you do, you do, because <laughs> you know you now, because because now you got you both ends. But an issue, yeah, and you yeah. got to hear you. You gonna get all this? Yep, 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 yep. I can't believe. I would try it once. Yeah, I ain't gonna do it for all the all time. Right. I, I, I guess would you definitely got, try it. You gotta shoot, a, try to buzz a beater. I get it, but yeah. um, but ultimately, I I just. So anyway, just to wrap that, put that on the bow and get into off deck. But so 
for me, I say you have to understand when I got amongst y'all and I got around them, I was exposed to something I wasn't familiar with. This it's way this super different kind of family orientedness and all that. I've exposed myself out of my familiarity into a new territory, to a new way of life and a way of being. And then for that to go down in shambles, because I'm full exposed out here. Feelings, emotions, relationship, fully exposed and then how things played out. And then to end up over here, so I said, you have to understand the healing process is tremendous because I went way out of my territory here for the sake of being greater, a better man, a better person, period, to be a pioneer in my family of a new way that could be a better way. And for it to kind of happen the way it happened and fall, knock me all the way down. It takes time for me to, so to ask me do this, it's like, you're, I can't really do it. Like, but I you did can. do it. You just don't like how Well, feel. you, well, you can, I mean, you can do anything, no doubt, yeah, but I'm just like saying like, you, you know what I mean? But I did it and I'm glad and she's been appreciative of it. And I'm, I'm like, look, that's, Hey, you leveled up some, you, you I, had I to mean, level up. In life. I did. You leveled up some as a man. I did, I guess, man. That was, that was better hard. than sitting around with it on your chest, man. As we do at another week in the books, man. Yeah. Off deck questions on deck was back this week, man. Animal Brown and myself went over the fifty rappers list from Billboard. Mm-hmm. Maurice takes a segment from On Deck TV every week, and we go over it off deck. Hence the question off deck. Mm-hmm. So you said y'all spoke about your dad's first time hearing Kurt. Oh, you used to read that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> y'all spoke about. <laughs> You spoke about uh, your dad hearing Curtis Blow for the first time, and this is this is very interesting. We've talked about this before, but as of recent years, what is a song that dropped and put you in awe, like back in the day? Like you remember? I imagine you remember you heard you said you said Ti. I heard Ti, and I said that's my guy. When you heard something specific, or when you might have heard this song from Scarface, it was or, the line. It was the line. You you want to you want to do something with a verse from me? You gonna need you gonna be better oh. than something with a verse from me? You gonna need a line from God featuring Jesus and Jay Z. That was the line. <laughs> that, that, was, that was that was what made me a Ti fan. Crazy. I think uh, it, it was T. Well, anyway, I ain't gonna go because I want to get a deep hip hop tangent again here. But uh, but yeah, as of recent, and let we'll just say we're in 2023. So within the last say five. 10 years I guess 10 at max but within like the last few years what is a song that you heard and you was like in awe because I, I know that you talk about not being super impressed really or not being just moved where it's like oh like dang this is this is cold bruh like you know that real time reaction where you was like really impressed what you're hearing what's what's some of the most recent that you've heard I mean, you're a J fan, so I imagine that's probably in there. <laughs> that God did verses like that. I feel Not to that yeah. certain extent because oh, okay. he, he is nowadays, but God yeah. did verse. Uh, Blue Laces too. <sighs> Especially when he passed. It sounded like just different. It hit you different when he passed and you listened to that. But I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that initial. Like, as soon as you heard it, you was like, yo, what is this? The last thing I can remember doing that too, like authentically, was that mm-hmm. Birdman JR track on the Carter one. 
I remember the first yeah, time I heard it. About 30 years ago. Yeah, that's why I said it, remember, makes, it makes me remember how old I am. Like, that's yeah. the last time, like, I can officially be like, nigga, mm-hmm. did you hear what he said? Like, mm-hmm. play that again. Like, let me run that back. And that was what? How it was 20 years ago? Have it been it's 20? probably like 20. It, it's I mean, yeah. 2023, 20, 2013, 2003. So, yeah, about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, but that was the last time I was just like that. All right, so let me say, what about like a medium or like maybe not like crazy, like yo, but more like, mm, all right, like not so much like all, oh, but like yo, you got my attention. All right, I see what's going oh, on. Hey, no, nah, don't get me wrong. Now niggas still be spitting. Like I didn't hear some Pusha T shit that give you a scrunchy face. Drake, yo boy, like middle mm-hmm. of the ocean and mm-hmm. like uh, damn near that whole. It's almost dry push a T album. Like he had one stuff. song on there though. I don't know what it, he was talking. Something he's talking about. Like I don't know. He's talking about flying. Y'all, y'all still flying y'all chicks somewhere. I don't even remember because I'm not a big yeah, pusher fan. But y'all still I flying y'all chicks. I laughed. That Bro. was one of the ones I laughed out loud because I like. I was like, whoa, this nigga cheating. He was like, I bought the, yeah. his side chick some coffee. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, bro. that song. Yeah, that. <laughs> my homeboy, my homeboy texted me after that. He like, man, push a cheat no. out here, man. Like, no. he can't even be talking like that. Like, he just he just changing the game. But yeah, no. that was one of them. When I heard yeah. that on that push a T, it's almost dry. Yeah. I can't think of the name of the song that we talking about. But yeah, we know. But you know, yeah, that was stood out the same thing. Um, another one where I would say that who. It ain't. I can't be specific, but the people that I do that for the most, mm-hmm. when you ask me that, I'm thinking J. Cole, of course, okay. uh, the Griselda niggas, Benny, Conway. Uh, okay. I do a lot of that with them. Right. Uh, currency, surprise. Like, currency will hit you with some shit. Max, currency will hit you with some shit. Like, the oh, most man. overrated rapper ever. He's not. He's How not. dare they call him Spitter? He's not. He don't even be on beat, bro. Don't matter though. Nah, it do matter. Thing. That's for people He's that smoke weed. His own thing. Nah, nah that's, that's not that. though. It is because it's, it's like it's not just for weed smokers. Man, come on. Like it's like saying that's like saying that Russ is just for creatives or something like that. Just like eccentric I, creatives. Like nah, I just, get people don't like. I know why people don't gravitate like Russ. to him. <laughs> well, why I, would people not like currency? Because he, he has a lazy flow. He don't be rhyming. He don't be on beat. I, what what are we talking about? I I but I like his interviews. Like his character is, I rock with him. Like when we talk about interviews and him just talking and joking, but when it come to rapping, like bro, no. I fuck with Curtis. Nah, like give me Wiz. If you gonna go, if you gonna go to Smokey rapper, give me Wiz. See, give me Wiz. See, that's too goofy. Though. I put Wiz in the same category as Ludacris and the Baby. And nah, you you are way out of pocket, bro. Goofy? Yeah, it's too much of a character. It's because his voice, isn't it? Maybe so. I think so Cause I'm like He's content He's I mean I don't A cushion know. OJ thing That's a classic mixtape Man okay. now that You ain't never heard That Taylor All the Dice That mixtape The one no, no, no. The, the, I stopped listening To the cushion OJ Alright well, Check this out Well you Yeah you missed out On a lot then Cause, cause But uh, Cabin Fever 1 2 is good too These are I good I remember Cabin Fever I remember that Those Yeah that's when you, that When the trap wave Was pretty crazy Uh but yeah, that Taylor Alderdice, that was the first time I understood. And I, I was smoking weed still at the time. That's when I finally understood, like, oh, this is why niggas like him. It's like when I smoke weed, it opened me into a portal of something else musically. So, but I would just say recently, probably just uh, uh, no guidance. When I heard that, I lost it. I lost it. Is, is there another no guidance besides the Drake and Chris Brown? Or is that the one you're talking about? Oh, Drake and Chris. Yeah, Drake and Chris for sure. No guidance. Like, when I heard that, I was like, Whoa! 
You gotta understand, like was, they cuz man. What was it about that song? All right, I'm glad you asked, brother. Cause the build up, they had the beef, they had issues, they've been subbing each other, you know, getting on each other, you know. And when they got to that point, I didn't even think it was real. So I'm listening to the song. I said Drake featuring. It's on my YouTube. I'm like, oh man. And then the way they did the song, the first half is in the style of Chris Brown, like more up tempo. Then the second half is more the Drake style. So I'm like 40, and whoever's mixed, like the way they did it, I was like, yo, this is the perfect mash. I need the project now. And then the video came. I'm so ignorant. I'm thinking like, ah oh, man, what's gonna happen when they see each other? Like they didn't already do a song together. And they played the beef up in the video. That had me like those are moments I be loving. Yeah, man. I didn't even know that was a trait of Chris Brown. The Rihanna thing, bro. I didn't know it was like a beef. I thought there was nah, like, yeah, it was beef. I mean, it wasn't gonna kill nobody. I mean, but you know, it was for real. Like, I don't like this dude. You know, uh, but yeah, that that's most recent. Like, no guidance got had me out of here. Hmm. Yeah, that's a. Re- I would have never. You could have gave me a million picks. I would have never. Just See, but the story I, I look at that as more yeah the story I get what you're saying after you explain it but this is like more of R&B song to me I was thinking like scrunch face like oh my god like scrunch face yeah I can't believe quickly. that nigga said that like lately I think I mean, I mean well Drake gave me that on uh, uh, Chicago no not Chicago freestyle no it was uh, that one he's rapping on song cry He's rapping on that when he was talking about I'm with your girl and she with me and it's not because I got more money than you and it's not because something something he's going into this like real petty like I'm talking to you Birdman voice like it was something in there um outside of him like I said Russ and his whole chomp too like just you rappers is <laughs> slaves like you rappers is they they he had a line was like they they give you a seat at the table then they take the table. Like he just be saying certain stuff, you you dumb. Like you ain't investing yourself. Like he just certain things, he just be talking crazy, dude. He said, I "Have dudes at your, I have something like I had dudes at your porch, porch with." Russ is saying this. Yeah, yeah he said like I had dudes at your porch uh, with cr- singing Christmas, some about guns, Christmas carols. I ha- oh, I have drummer boys at your porch, porch for Christmas carols, Happy New, Happy Merry Christmas or something. It was some crazy yeah. like, ugh. Ugh. And that big crit freestyle, of course. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the L.A. Leakers one when he came out with the double album, like that when he's rapping on that Jay Z Invisible Player or whatever. Whoo! I still go to that every crit. Crit six one months. of those guys for me that I wish he had been a lot like just. Man, you know, I hate you feel that way, but I understand it though. Like that first, that first mixtape, something about Crit. Mm-hmm. That's probably one. Oh, of the Crit! Best uh, crit was here. Crit was here. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite projects ever. I think you'd be doing a disservice after that, though. Nah, I just didn't like it. After that. Like I didn't like his style, like the up tempo, coming down on the slab shit after that. Like that had samples, mm-hmm. and you have to get shit cleared. It sounded fucking great. Yep. Once he entered into the music industry and had to follow the rules, he just he fell off. But that was like at the album. He still had two projects before that, though. He had Return of Forever. Yeah, and he had it forever in a day, and then he dropped. I'm the, talking about the first album, Crit was here before those two. I still don't. I, don't I, I think Return of Forever is his best project. That's the one right after. I ain't like that as much as Crit was here. His Crit voice was wasn't was developed here. as much on Crit was here for me. Yeah, yeah, he sound he a better rapper on those projects. I'll give you that. Okay, like but you like the style? style okay. Yeah, that's it, it, the mo- was there a shit. is there memories a around that too. for you too? Yeah. Uh, it was when we first moved down here to uh, okay. Atlanta, actually. 
Yeah, so okay. that was heavy in it. Me and AB listened to that. It's a three and a half hour drive from Atlanta to Nashville. Mm. And we had to wrap some shit up and go back to Nashville from Atlanta one weekend. We listened to that the whole way up there. Three hours straight, bring it back. Something baby, got a hold on me. Like yeah, once I, I didn't hear that, that no more, once I didn't hear that no more on the <laughs> oh, projects, man. he was out of there for me. But that's my shit. I'm going to listen to that when we get done, man. <laughs> All right. All right, you, man. That was the off deck question of the week. What were you about to say? That was the off deck question of the week, man. This week, Mo, we're talking about getting fresh, getting fly, your royal flyness. What yes, made you want to dive into the freshness episode? Like, what made, what, what, where did this come from? Man, you, I, you're really observant of style, right? I mean, I, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna play myself like I'm some Kanye or Virgil, rest in peace. Like, I keep a very close thing, but I'm. Nah, that ain't what I mean. I oh, mean, okay. Like you, you pay attention to style like a lot. Like you pay attention to what a motherfucker might have on. Like oh yeah, 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 two, two together. Like. Well, I look at his art. I'm an art guy. I'm left brain. Like I'm, I'm. I look at everything as art. I look at the way people talk as art. I look at, mm. you know, that's why I have I have a disdain for certain things. I'm like, you ain't put no effort into it. Y'all want me to be like, oh, this is fire. This is cold. Where's the art? Where's the effort? So that's I'm like I that with everything. How you go gauge somebody effort just because it ain't as artistic as you want it to be? I mean, you know, okay. Not, well, look, well, you know what can change my pet. I ain't saying that you wrong. I'm just saying mm-hmm. one of my pet peeves in life is when people try to gauge my effort. Maybe I just make this shit. Look okay, good. let me. Let, okay, I let hate me when take, people try to gauge my effort. All right, so let's take the effort out. Yeah. Your art is trash. Because the the the, the 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 that's the, way better to say. I would right. prefer somebody. Your say art is trash. So I just like your art. I would I would prefer somebody say, bro, that's your trash versus you ain't even trying. But what if they really wasn't trying? When you get you get the inside info, like you really ain't didn't. No try. way that you can tell me that I wasn't trying. Ain't no way that you would know that. Because one, I'm not gonna admit. <laughs> all right, all right. And my trying, my trying, and your trying hey, ain't none of your business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I right. hate when people try to call my effort. Like, all, right. all right, but but I but. Ultimately, it's just that the last two episodes have been heavy. Like they just they just been heavy, deep, and and our Light show. This up a little bit. Yeah, our show. I want. This we, is a we, heavy, deep show, though. Pause mode. Like we want to. It is. It is. Turn people away, either though. But this is. Yeah. A, this is what we aiming for. Here. Yeah, I want to have the right balance of of serious and heavy things because we haven't had a voice uh, for years as black men. So we want to do that, but I also want to also have like the fun, vulnerable laughter that we can have because we should be able to laugh too amongst one another. And so I just I thought about style. I, I've alluded to it at some point, at some episode somewhere. Y'all go run it back to other thirty-one chapters, <laughs> but um, and I just was like, you know what? Let's go here. I, I'd be interested to see what Spike thinks about style, how it affects him personally. What does he think about it? So that's how I got here. All right, All right. I respect it. I respect it a hundred percent. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. you ain't have a lot of thoughts for the week. At least I didn't see any. So I'll ask you. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't bother to fill anything in there. Yeah, breaking I, the fourth wall, as the the uh, as my man Queens Flip says, on the Joe Budden, breaking <laughs> the fourth wall here. I wanted to ask you about Snowfall before uh-huh. because it does start this week. All of the guys that are listening to another week in the books and follow me through the on deck TV and fours. Well, what is it? Frames per second and the dead end sports. All of those podcasts that I do. Snow School will be definitely back this year. Snow 
football starts February the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, Maurice. Well, where are you going to have so, time at? <laughs> we're going to make it work. What I'm asking you, though, yeah. is, is are you excited about Snowfall coming back? Do you consider that prestige TV being that it's the last season? Is it must-see? Are you hype about it? Where are you right now on Snowfall? It's fifth season. Yeah, that's it. This the season fifth. Five. Season five. This is season five. It's over. They got two I ain't great seasons. The whole vibe that you give in Snowfall. It's n- nothing to be excited about here. I ain't liking the whole nothing vibe to be excited about. They dropped the ball so crazy last season, bro. Ain't nothing to be excited about. Is it prestige TV? Yeah, yeah. I still say prestige because if you because I would still say Powers got that and they that whoa yeah you're telling me the power is a better television show than snowfall no nah, i'm not gonna say that oh, okay gotcha gotcha, gotcha. yeah i ain't saying that right. but i call power prestige because if you can you really put a dent in the culture from your show you know what i mean really put a dent in a real conversational piece so i will say snowfall is prestige tv am i excited absolutely not which I need to stay that way Because maybe I can blow my mind With what y'all do this season Y'all dropped the ball crazy last season The season before that It was cool And then the first two seasons was fire First three were good You like the first three? I said the third season was cool mm. They had some Was just cool to you too Nah that fourth season was whack Oh that was trash this, Yeah it was They pump oh. faked the whole season Like what is this? What are we doing? We get mad at auntie, get mad at Reed. What are we doing? And just for the people to understand, <laughs> your penultimate TV is The Sopranos. Like, give me three of your top shows, just so oh, yeah. people can understand in yeah. comparison of why you hard on Snowfall. Like, The Sopranos. What else? Well, if I'm going top three, I mean Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Dwyer. Like Snowfall don't even measure up anywhere near those, right? Okay. Not at all. But it's still prestige. I'm excited. TV. It is. It's prestige TV because of the story. It's a famous black story. Mm-hmm. Also, even beyond a black story, the conspiracy th- story with the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, all of that real stuff that happened in real life. So I'm I'm ready for this, man. I want to see how Idris Elba handles the season. I think that un- Uncle Jerome. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna say Idris. Oh, Alba. Damn, I called him Idris Elba. What is that nigga name? Damson Idris. Damson Borges. Damson Idris. Idris. Yes. I I get these UK niggas mixed up, bro. Don't do them like, like that. They are brothers, man. All of them the same. All of them the same. Don't do that. Cause they'll say that to us. They be like y'all say, but I can act like y'all too. Idris Elba came out and said that that should have been one of our thoughts for the week. Did you see his quote? Nah, what? Oh, you didn't see his quote. Oh, okay. So this can be something that we could talk about before we get into the fashion shit. Idris Alba came out earlier this week and he said, I'm tired of being considered a black actor. I'm good enough at what I do and what I am, and it shouldn't be classified as white actor, black actor. I'm just an actor. And your okay. boy, who's from there as well, he from over the seas, the over the pond, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Your boy that's gonna be in the Creed movie. Real popular right now. He in oh, the he's Marvel British? shit. Yeah, ain't that crazy? I didn't know that. Hold either. on, wait, wait, wait. His name is uh Jonathan Yeah that dude Swole dude on the Creed previews Him He's British Yes sir Y'all are he ki- killing right now Swabbing the game Swore he was a brother yes, Nah sir, the biggest British. one though BMF The dude that played the villain on BMF Like hands yeah, I down seen that. Oh Larry, man bro. Oh man. Whatever that nigga name Yeah was. dude Anyway uh, 
But he came out and he said against Idris Elba, no matter what the industry tried to do or say, I'm always, always going to consider myself a black actor. It ain't nothing else mm-hmm. than about it. It ain't just no actor or this mm-hmm. or that. I'm always going to put that black in front of it. Mm-hmm. He just doubled down and he was like, well, that's like saying I'm a black carpenter. Well, I'm a black plumber. Like, what the fuck do that got to do with my profession? Right? I, yeah. So that's where they were with it. That's kind of a real, yeah, that's a real uh, short end version of how it went down. But Mm -hmm. initially, Idris Elba came out and said, he dropping the black actor off his name. Your boy Jonathan came out and said, that's whack. I'm always going to be considered black. Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yes. What do you think about that? I'm not mad at either one, actually. Uh, Really? Because I don't think the way it sounds, Idris Elba was not saying I'm trying to detach myself from being black. I don't feel that way. I understand. It's like I this is my profession. So I get that. Like it's like I'm not saying I'm a black graphic designer. I'm a black podcaster. I'm a podcaster. But you are, right? You I are am. that though, right? But 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 I'm not saying so I, I don't, try to take that from the beginning of it. I'm not saying I don't identify as that. I'm saying you don't have to classify me as that. Wait, wait, okay, I'm sorry. You don't, it wasn't it wasn't that dude. I'm sorry, it wasn't Jonathan Major. It was John Boyega. Boyega? Oh my yeah, god, boy. Nah, yeah, he, he really was, down. He real he down, bro. But he British. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I knew that. Okay. You knew that about him already. It was yeah. John Boyega. Okay. But I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Nah, John Boyega, I rock with him. Uh, he had a movie called Imperial Dreams, man. He really was getting his Denzel on real hood. Like he really? was Yeah, struggling. It was a good movie, bro. Like a Imperial s- Dreams? Slept on movie. It had uh, our guy, uh, the Nigerian, uh, the dude from Power, the light skin. Um, well, I can't remember his name right now. Y'all, y'all probably yelling. Rotimi. Rotimi, yes. The he was on there too. Yeah. Uh but anyway, um Yeah, John Boy Boyega is down. Like he does he try to do everything he can for the culture. I, I heard him on um a Kurt Franklin podcast, Good Words. Uh great, great interview, great conversation. Kurt Franklin, Franklin got a podcast. He got a podcast, yeah, called Good Words. Yep. He gave it up pretty cool on there too. But um Pause. <laughs> 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 the fun is the fun is bike. Uh, but let me give you the direct quote from Idris. Okay. He says it says Idris Elba ignited a firestorm on social media after he told Esquire UK that he has stopped calling himself a black actor because it creates limitations for his career. Some people accuse Elba of renouncing his blackness. Others came to his defense. John Boyega said, I think we should fixate on who's typecasting and putting actors in these boxes mm-hmm. because it is versus denouncing what we are. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not mad. Again, I'm not mad at either one. This is not a point of us being divisive. We talk about that a lot here. Um, and I'll be brief, but um, I get it. I get it. It's not. I'm not. I don't think he's renouncing blackness. He's just saying like white people don't always. They don't have to put white in front of anything. Like you don't Why have do to. Why do I got to come out? I think that's fine, right? I get mm-hmm. that. You're right. It's not. I don't. I'm not mad at Idris Elba for saying that. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you there. But why do you have to come out and say that, bro? Like it's a random fucking. Who, who knows the frustration? February, who knows that what what just happened? Like there's there's backstory yeah. here that we have no idea about. It's like, bro, I just got a call and they and they just said, "Well, we're looking for a white actor to play this character." It could be anything, and it's like, 
he get off the phone like, man, I am sick and tired of this. I got to be a white actor thing right now. It could be something like that. It may not be that, but I'm just saying we don't know the backstory of this reaction. Now, I, I still don't think go to social media about it, but, you know, I imagine it was something prior to that moment. That's fair. That is very fair. I just think that the consideration that you have, it's the difference between black people that ain't from America and, and, and people can say it's the same thing, but it's not. No, it's not. I just think that he don't have the same consideration. So like you said, something very well may have happened and he very well may have been frustrated and decided to go to social media and say that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the repercussions are the same when you're from over there and you say, I'm renouncing my blackness versus a black person who look like me and you sound like me and you who we assume that's going through the same struggles gets to says that. So I, I feel like that he don't really look at it the same way that we do. So it's a lot easier yeah, in his frustration to be like, oh, why, why I gotta be a black actor? Versus somebody like Denzel or something being like, nigga, I'm a black actor. Or Issa Rae saying I'm rooting for everybody black. Like it matters <laughs> to us a lot more than it does to people abroad, I think. I think so. I mean, it's a different perspective. The racism level is probably different. I get it, you know, but I don't think it's renouncing. People could take it that way. I don't think it's renouncing. It's just saying, address me in the profession as what I am. That's it. Stop adding asterisks. That's it. But you black, no, bro. I am black, but do you do that with everybody? Yes, like we were just talking about you the Super Bowl, the biggest event in the world. The whole talk was, "Oh man, they're two black quarterbacks for the first time ever." Stop! Like we, we got to stop doing that, bro. Who cares? It's, it's the society that we live in, though. Okay, well, like, we're it, trying to change. We're trying to change bro, that, though. Let like, me tell you how upset America, black Americans, would have been if one of those two quarterbacks had been like, "Man, I'm not a, a black quarterback. I'm a quarterback." Like, nigga, is you fucking serious? Get out of here! Like you can't do that, bro. Your skin is black. It you ain't, ain't kosher. Ain't no, ain't it ain't no kosher, re- though, bro. It ain't kosher. What like do you mean? Stuff that it, it's it, it, it's not kosher, which means yeah, it may be all right to say or whatnot, but it still ain't doing nobody no good. It ain't a bull board. It ain't right. Like, what I, do it, you mean it, it ain't it, right? Again, I'm taking it off of Idris Elba and I'm going to like the two black quarterback thing. Yeah. If one of those two dudes were to be like, hey man, why are we looking at it like it's the two black quarterbacks? I'm just a quarterback. Because y'all ain't said, oh, this is the uh, 45th time two white quarterbacks have met because in the Super Bowl. Because white quarterbacks, but that's the thing though, putting that black on it, letting niggas know we had to come and fight for something. All right, do we got to do that all the time? It's like, nah, I'm just Absolutely. dope. Absolutely. Nah. Nigga, I get my 40 acres in nah, my mood. it ain't nigga, never I'm, happening. I'm letting you know where I came from every nah. time. I'm black. I am black, but I don't have to say it. Right. I am. Like, that's what I I'm saying. It's like, I would be offended if Denzel came out and said this, or if Jalen Hurt said this, or one of the black quarterbacks was like, "All right, all right." I think, right. I think, I think it was an NFL coach that did this this year. It was an NFL coach that did this. But he know I he's black. I will send you the link. I want to send you the link and see how. how all right, hold on. How ignorant he looked. Okay, but hold on. Because they asked him, they were like, "Well, this is the first time two black coaches." Like, well, why do y'all got to focus on us being black? What nigga? I mean, we because we always it's it's so many things. It's like sometimes it's like if we're trying to get on an equal playing field as in humanity, then why do we have to always stop and say, "Oh, where's that?" That we because how y'all want, how y'all can't have it both ways because y'all cheated us. We got to go even harder to get to these positions. So now that I'm here, but, I want you to know I'm black and I made it. But have to say it 
Or do I just Man, carry it with my I'm black gonna say skin? It. I'm going to have a sign. I want you to know that Black Lives Matter, all of that shit, nigga. Yes. But that's what all I'm saying. Of that's it. what I'm saying. All it's of like, it. it's getting played, bro. It's just getting it's played. Not, it's like, because we, if we want to be equal, then stop. Don't, we don't have to stop. We know when we see two blacks, black people going to already know. Yeah, I know that's two black quarterbacks. We know in our community, we, what's understood don't need to be said. We don't that's have fine. to stop I all the time. Be crying like, to know it's the first time that black people have got an EGOT and black people have got a grand. You don't want to put the color purple. You putting the color purple. But that's what it is. Though. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't got to be seen <laughs> from color purple. It can just be acknowledged. It can just be the CNN quick blur. Hey, boom! Two black quarterbacks, first time ever. In but NFL. you know what it sounds That's like, dope. and we can keep it moving. It ain't nah, gotta be nah, oh, nah, this nah, is nah, so nah, god. Nah, my nah, you know what it sounds like? So. Just, just be happy to be here, nigger. That's what it comes off like, bro. Just be happy to be here. That's right. Two black guys. It's, it's the first time. About, yeah, that's right. We've been it's having all our about perspective. Nah, to we you had our, it sounds like that. To me, it sounds like yeah, bitch. You try to keep us away from here. Now look, both of us black, bitch. Now what? We still got black you. in we'll, capital letters quarterbacks, here. and we're gonna make sure it doesn't happen again. We're gonna give you this, and we'll right, put a foot on your neck. That's on y'all, again. white supremacist bastards, to make this world an even worse place than it already <laughs> is. But right now, yeah. we made it in this in this motherfucking moment. But yeah, that's a good conversation. I, I love I love the black and proud shit, man. I'm all no, I'm with it, but I don't think that we don't we don't. They represent. I just don't think that we have nah, to always. Bro, anytime you're coming out and denouncing blackness, I'm offended by this. That's I know Idris Elba may not term. have meant it that. Hey man, I'm offended by it. Not, he, I think that like you so come you, out and be like, so well, that's I'm how you feel about OJ. Guy. I ain't black. I'm OJ. Yeah. You're a bitch. Well, that's, well, that's different. I'm mad. He, I'm mad that he, I he didn't even was say. rooting for you. Now you should have went to jail, nigga. Hell yeah. Well, I'm that's different. That, Cause he didn't say like I'm not I'm not a black running back. I'm black. I'm just a I'm a running and back. He just said nigga, flat out, I'm not black. And guess I'm what? He, I, as soon as I heard that, I said, Man, that nigga ought to be in jail. He ought to <laughs> he be did locked it. up. Charge that nigga for them two murders. OJ since, did since it. You, yeah, nigga, since you ain't black now, let them lock your bitch ass up, nigga. <laughs> Hey, I get it. You. I mean, just I just think under just understand where people come from. If you don't like it by any means, I don't think you had to be an outrage. Stop. We got to stop pandering to outrage. That Coach. I would agree with. Yeah. I I personally don't like it, but I ain't tweeting mm-hmm. about it and, and going out and protesting. Are you mad at him for saying, doing that? I don't look. I wouldn't. I ain't saying. Oh, I ain't looking at Idris Elba movies no oh, more. Okay. Right no. I just feel. I I personally feel like it's just the difference of cultures from him being from over there and. Mm-hmm. Me being from here, I just look at it differently from him. So I disagree with. But let's him. say I do think I yeah. do think that he was denouncing blackness. He can try to dress it up however he says. But, he but let's still say Denzel said it. Like, like Denzel, Denzel said. Say but look, hold on, just let's say Denzel said it's like you know he goes into I'm, I am a profession. I'm an actor. Uh, this and that. I don't want to. I am black, but I don't have to be established as a black. So you go into whatever, like, and we can move on. But I'm an actor. I'm married to a black woman. I have black. A black kid that's a grown man acting. Right. So I does that change the optics? Because it's like you clearly know I'm for I'm here for black. Not to say that if you're not married to a black woman, you're not, but I feel like the optics of the of this perspective is changes, right? Because you look at the interest, it's like, okay, well, you're over there, your accent, your your dialect sounds different. We kind of have our own thought on British black versus black so if you get a Denzel saying like I want to be addressed as an actor oh, but I he's more weight to it because he hope but he's married to a black woman I'm from he yeah. got a black woman he's and from he's got a black son so it's like 
you know what he means now. Now it don't come off like, oh, you just coming over the pond and you're trying to denounce blackness because of what your experience where you come from. No, he's a black black man. You know it. He all the way down. He got a, he got these, you know, things that establish that. So does the context change? I would be really confused as to <laughs> why he said that. Right. Don't change the, I like I would be really confused. I would want to I would be on pins and needles about the Dex Denzel interview and wondering like where the fuck did that come from? But it's like I'm not saying but I'm not just black. Elba, I'm, just saying I'm tri- not confused. I'm, I'm not confused to the how he came to that conclusion. Yeah. He just don't look at black the same way that American black people do. No, I think he don't look at, at uh classification as an actor yeah, the same he's way. Not American because he's not American. That's what that would be my fall to thing in understanding that that would be the only way that I understand the only way that he comes to that conclusion says that aloud thinks that it's okay doubles down on it oh because you're not American you just don't get it you just don't get it bro I, I get that I do get that with him yeah. but if somebody comes out later on saying that I, I like you I don't give know me, like I would be like you wouldn't be confused if Denzel said that like would you look at it no, the same way I, that because, Idris said I don't it? Like, have you would look at those nah, the same nah, yeah because the thing is for me it's like I live it. People get so caught up in words. I live blackness. Right. I live it. Like so why, why not announce that shit? Let me announce I don't, that what, shit. What's my wrong with living me is me living my blackness? me living is announcement. You might have missed it. You might have missed me living it, nigga. So I want to. You let seen you the know. movie? You seen it? That, that, you didn't see me on the commercial. <laughs> I got to do. I got to triple down on blackness, even though my skin is black. I was black mm. for five, forty-five years, but I got to keep saying I'm black because y'all seen can't see my skin color. TVs are still in black and white now. Is that what y'all saying? Because y'all don't see I'm black. I don't have to do that, bro. Like it's the same thing. Like Tiger Woods saying he not black. It's the same thing. To me. Like you deny, like okay, see, no, but see, blackness, you denounce. You're, you know, you're putting it in the same boat. I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm not black. I'm saying, classify me as an actor. When you're talking so about you- my career, now, Tiger Woods just saying my ethnicity, totally different. You with OJ? Okay, that's what the I'm saying. Way- we're talking about career. Like we're not talking about identity. As an identity, I'm black. I ain't saying don't I'm not I don't look at myself as black what I'm saying as an actor as a profession when I go to my job don't say oh we got all these workers and we have a black worker no <laughs> I'm an I'm a worker <laughs> like that's what I'm saying okay so let me ask you this if my motherfucker was like this is Maurice he's one of our best black creative designers <laughs> would you be offended I'm not I'm not a, I'm not gonna be offended but if I would, were to come out would and you say, look at that like it was discounting you in it or would you wonder like why the fuck he put black in front of him? Well, it depends on the opportunity that's uh, that that I may be pursuing that get pulled out because that's probably what Idris is coming from. You see what I'm saying? Like that's why it's probably more of a focus because it's like, okay, you guys keep pulling that because of this. That's it. I think it's that opportunity that you guys keep putting on. Like, if you want to stab and say, oh, you're a, a great because it's like that thing with chicks, right? It's like, oh, you look good for an Asian girl. Oh, oh! You look good for a black girl. Oh, you look good for like what? Can I just look good? That's that's the concept. But I don't think it's renouncing blackness. It's renouncing uh uh where you're trying to put me in this profession. That's it. I guess I'm looking at it as why would that be limiting you though? Because that's the way the industry set up. Me putting that in front of you limits you though. Well, because because I need you to be able to see me as like Bad Boys was originally for white guys. Was it? Yeah. 
it was originally written for white guys. So I need you to come in and, and have the open mindedness to say like, oh, we're looking for a white actor. No, we're looking for an actor. We have the mindset to say you're on the same human level as every actor here. You can do the same nuances and emotions as a white or anybody else. Don't say, ah, you can't do these same emotions because you're a black actor. You don't No, I'm an actor. What is the script? Here's the thing. Good point. Here's the thing, and I can leave it this on my end. You can take it from here. <laughs> Part of this probably stems from Idris Elba being considered for James Bond. 007. I definitely, definitely. And, <laughs> and if the music, if the the movie studio was like, yeah, we're looking for a different kind of actor. He's like, yeah, I'm an A-list, <laughs> I'm an A-list actor. Like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I'm Idris fucking Elba. Like, what more could you be looking for? They be like, yeah. well, I'm looking for, for lack of a better word, a white guy because a white guy's we're, always playing. We're going James in a different Bond. direction. <laughs> Yeah, we're going in like, you know, you've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Give you a call. You may not be, you know. <laughs> so if that's the case in him saying, well, I wouldn't want to be classified as a white or black actor because of that part, because of them being like, well, we were looking for a white actor. You coming out and being like, well, I'm not considering myself a black actor. My only point and biggest problem is that don't fix the problem, which is where John Boyega's cons- comments were great. He was like, bro, it's cool for you to be denouncing your blackness or whatever you want to do, but that doesn't fix the problem that some studios aren't going to hire you because you are a black actor. Mm -hmm. You telling people and and not announcing yourself as a black actor don't make them say, oh, cool. Idris Elba doesn't consider himself a black actor, so we can hire and cast him as James Bond. No, they still look at you as a black (laughs) actor regardless of what you call yourself, bro. So it ain't no need for you to tell your millions of Twitter followers that you don't look at yourself as a black actor. Because guess who do? The people that are hiring you for the roles. Yeah, but maybe I mean, and I understand that. And it's like that—that that may not be the solution. But every time you and, and you know, you're the guy over here that's not as emotional. But sometimes you get moved by emotion and you react. You know, what I mean, that may not have been the solution. It may not have been a well calculated tweet or whatever it was. But that might have been what he felt at the time. You're absolutely right. It does not solve the problem. But man, shouts out to Idris Elba, man. And shouts out to John Boyega, man. That's my guy. You know, I rock with both of them. Shouts out to Stringer Bill, man. <laughs> um, Shout out to Stringer. Stringer, man. Ah, man. Uh, so, we're getting into fashion this week. Or is that all you have for your thoughts? Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. So, <clears throat> growing up, when do you remember someone in your family having style they, was there anybody you realize like yo they, they kind of got a little style like I don't know if you was a little boy teenager you just recognize like I kind of like they started kicks is cool or I mean maybe it's a woman I don't know but like do you ever really do you ever recognize that absolutely uh mine was my mom my mama was the flyest person really absolutely my mama used to be fly man remember I told you she worked at a department store warehouse so mm-hmm. She, I believe, allegedly, I think she used to hit him up, but I don't know. She used to have a 25% discount, too. We used to go shopping in the she store. She had a 100% discount. I think as I've gotten older, I wouldn't tell her that because she 100% would be mad and deny it. But I'm thinking that that because we, like, I used to have that shit, bro. Like, we used to have, like, boxes of shit that I would go through and pick out when I liked, like, Tommy Hill, Figure Polo. So, 
I would never forget this. I was, I couldn't have been no older than eight or nine, bro. And, and we was walking through the mall, and my mom was trying to get me to pay attention to like, like I'm a, I was a, I was a boys' boy. Like I'm outside, grass things, arms stink, mm-hmm. like all of that shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. And that was especially hard because I didn't grow up around any men. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't men that could tell my mama like you're a boy, you're supposed to do that. Like she was trying to keep me all clean and shit, mm-hmm. change out of these clothes when you get out of school. Like you're too pretty I'm out outside. here. <laughs> I'm outside. We playing foot. It's grass stains on this shit. I I didn't got plenty of whoopings for just like grass stained jeans or mm-hmm. just being outside playing. But I say that to say the first time that I remember paying attention to that, we were walking through the mall and it was like a a mannequin that had on some Tommy Hill figure and had on some Timberland boots and all of that. It was fly. Not to me at that age. My mom was trying to give me the look and she wanted me to try some shit on it. You know, when you sell my eight, bro, like you probably want to go back home, get to the mm-hmm. video game or go over your friend's house. Mm-hmm. Anything but being in the mall trying on clothes. And I'll never forget she said, it's going to be one day you're going to be asking me to buy you this Tommy Hill figure and these Timberlands and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you might as well go on and get used to it now because she was trying to get me to try some shit on and stuff and I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never forgot that for some reason. And I've always been interested or inclined to my style. Like I don't really gauge other people's style. I ain't into fashion. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't like having fashion conversations with people because I believe to each their own long as you look good and you're not sloppy mm-hmm. uh but yeah i do remember being cousin of fashion the first fashionable person that i ever saw that motivated me to be fresh and not sloppy mm-hmm. was my mom and that's what the end you? of our episode uh the fact he doesn't have conversations with people when it comes to fashion so this is this has been not another week of the book no, just like. <laughs> people get so weird about fashion like they know oh, everything, bro. Yeah. like i hate like yeah but I see but that. see me and you have that same connection there when it comes to like that you also oh, you got the answer. We we all I think we both always connect somewhere in our thought process of that person coming through like oh this is the answer. All you are wrong. This is the answer. So the fashion person coming through saying no this is what works and this doesn't work. You know well, what why I mean? in the fuck am I listening to you when you say that it works? Like, then you see what I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So that's why I be like I be with. <laughs> You know stuff, certain things, but uh, my dad, he was a first fly guy that I was around. He he really put me on to. I mean, we used to wear his clothes when we were bigger. I mean, we were in the baggy era, so we could still kind of get his clothes off for real. Me and my yes. brother, like, yes. yeah, like it wasn't like swallowing us paws as far as the clothes being so big that we can't wear them. But it was it was in that era. But like, definitely, my dad put his on. Like he used to have the gold bezels, the gold chains. You know, super nineties. You know, cool G. You know, that's crazy. Bro. Yeah, he he was this fly dude. Like he, my my dad was that guy in his group of guys. He was that guy. That's, like, that's crazy. I was just talking to one of our listeners in the IG DM about this. He was reminding me. He was like, "Bro, when we grew up, we were the niggas that like." Like he, all, I, he was naming some story that I tell. He was like, "We were the niggas that niggas older than us or younger than us. They were trying to see like what." What they wear, what they got on, mm-hmm. like even to a point where, when I was in, again I used to get the clothes for a discount or whatnot, so I would have plenty of time in the polo. Like niggas that was like drug dealers going to buy two, three pairs of shoes at the mall. Hey Lou, what kind of clothes you got for me, man? We wear the same size. Let me buy them Tommy jeans off you for forty dollars. 
for me, it was like, okay, cool, that's a cool little $40. For him, I just got the lady. I got these Tommy jeans that I just seen in Castanots <laughs> for $120 yeah. off his little nigga in the eighth grade who don't know no better. Like, selling yeah. all this shit. My mama, my mama come ask, where them pants that they, they had this, this? I don't know where they at. Mama, I ain't even gonna lie to That's you. crazy. But that's how it used to go. Even to the sense of now, like, I, like Gucci is one of my favorite brands. Still? Yeah, just more so like nostalgia. It's more nostalgic than anything for me. Like I like the brand, uh, like just what it is as far mm-hmm. as being around for this long. But mm-hmm. I remember we used to have these things in Nashville. They were called Sigma balls. So high schools used to have like sororities. Did y'all have that in Indianapolis? Sororities mm-hmm. and fraternities. Mm-hmm. Our high schools had sororities and fraternities. Like they were called the Sigmas and. Uh, it was Not a girl burst in high school, nigga. Yes, yes, high school. The Sigmas in high school. I can't remember the girls. There was a girl version of them too. That they the were sisters, called yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of was. But I say that to say the Sigmas used to have a ball. It was called the Sigma Ball. You would dread, they would dress up, do their little walks, and have the sisters they would do and be presented. And I guess whatever they get, canes, letters, whatever the fuck it is that they do <laughs> on that side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but that we we stumbled upon that in our ratchetness and being out the clubs at one of the hotels downtown one weekend. Like, what is this? Where are these fine females dressed up? Niggas got on suits and shit. Like, what is what's going on? So clearly it piqued our interest And the next year we went to it And I said that We were trying to come up with what we were going to wear And I told my homeboys We were like the three musketeers I was like well let's wear Gucci They was like well nigga what? You crazy like you got money that we don't know about Like what the fuck you mean wear Gucci and I was like well this was when eBay and shit Was first popping yeah. And I had the internet I like nah, bro. I'm telling y'all, we can go online. We can find it on eBay. They Let me find out you was black privilege. <laughs> well, I had the internet. Them niggas didn't have the internet. He I had the like, internet, bro. bro. They, <laughs> I was like, bro, they got the whole fits on eBay. I'm telling you, man. Like they got the whole Gucci fits. Of course, this shit was fake. I didn't know that then, but I know it now. Of course, yeah. a lot of time later. Yeah. But it was just like a monogram print shit. But I say all of that to say the Sigma Ball came up. Me and two of my homeboys, we all bought like Gucci, like monogram fits, the hats, the whole thing. We thought we was goddamn nigga. You, you name it, we was it. Nigga. Rappers. Like, we was the, the talk of the ball. Yeah, rappers, damn it. <laughs> and um, it's just that's been our relationship with fashion mm-hmm. ever since then. Like we've all like I I, I I'm not heavy on oh man he wearing this and he wearing that but i do myself myself Mm -hmm. always like to look fly and be fresh as i like to be like it ain't gotta be a certain name brand it ain't gotta be a certain whatever i just like to make sure that i'm representing myself at 100 and it started right there even before that ball that was the ball was the first time that we collectively had control of it. The next year we wore like koozie sweaters mm-hmm. and got really into it. But that was the first time we were collectively control of it. Before then, my fashion sense was like Tommy Hill for the polo and stuff like that. Um, I actually had followed a YouTube channel. It was like kind of like a self-help thing. And one of the, the channels was like a self-help as far as finding your look in regards to what works for this type of body figure and what doesn't. Like just learn it. 
I mean, but it's, it really, bro. But 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 it really does work because you'll you'll look at something and be like, yo, this is dope. But then when I put this on, it doesn't look the same, and you wonder why. It's like, oh, because you like or glasses. Like I wore glasses, so it's like if I didn't go to this, I wouldn't have known. Why do these look weird on me? Oh, because you need to look at your head shape. Certain frames fit your head shape. So that stuff still is important, even though it's like, oh, you're telling me. But it's like, no, there's a science to it as well. And I'm not a big scientific person. But like small. One thing I learned on a fashion tip is like like certain shirts when they're tight, they show me a technique. Grab the bottom of the shirt and spread it this way. So what it does is it stays tight on the shoulders and the chest, but it loosens up around the stomach because most of us got dad bods, got, got that little pooch, the little dope fa- belly. The little father figure, you know what I'm saying? We call it the dope boy. We call it the dope boy, Billy. Nah. See, we try to make it cool out here. They try to make it cool so bad, relax, out of shape. That's what but we look are. though. That's funny. <laughs> now you're right because, and this is just my personality. I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm picking on you. Mm-hmm. But I would see those videos. Now I'm on Al A B, so you don't think that I'm, like Adam Brown looks at shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I would always like, bro, who? In the fuck looks at these videos of these niggas trying to tell y'all how to dress. Like I would always give him a hard time about that because he'll always post them in the chats and have different shit like that. And this was, it was fascinating to me. Like even you saying it now, mm-hmm. but it makes sense because you're right. Like they do some of it's them. It's a self care thing. About. It's a part of yeah. yeah. For me, I wasn't ever that deep into it in the mm-hmm. sense of like. I didn't even realize that I was standing goofy in pictures or shoes mm-hmm. laced up wrong. My thought process was it don't matter. Nigga, I got the shoes. It don't matter if they look goofy mm-hmm. on me or if they laced up wrong. Mm-hmm. But no, that does matter. You're right. So I'm saying that making fun of the people that watch those videos. Mm-hmm. However, I definitely get the value that it adds. Mm-hmm. It's just I was ignorant of, you know, just a lot of that stuff. I thought as long as you had it and had it on, you was good. I got it. I got the nah, brain. It got like, to fit right. It got to yeah. look good. It got to fall correctly. Women taught me a lot about that. I've learned. That's why I was about to say, who told everything, you? Everything, yeah, everything that I've learned about dressing, I learned from women. Okay, like the flies, the flies do dresser that I know probably is my guy Jay Hove from the full. Oh yeah, sports. you said he was that guy too in college, so he I really always, always now nah, always even he always like been that. Up, yeah, always ever since I've known him, he's even above. Should have had him here. Huh? It, ain't, it ain't a lot. Yeah, he this would have been his episode. Yeah. Like, it ain't a lot of people that I put above me. Just in that sense, but you think was, you're that fresh? Um, no, because I, I mean, I'm, just I that was a great question, especially the way because <laughs> you just said that's all the first, like, bro, all right, you just said, <laughs> nah, you don't nah, care I'm about just saying, fashion, but. no, I'm just saying who I consider, like, I would consider, oh, okay. It ain't because everybody I'm else to use equal, it's like, oh, y'all, everybody do, else everybody, is like, yeah, the same, it's like, oh, okay, cool, my home, and, and I own that too. One of my homeboys that I was speaking of, uh. My homeboy drove that I was talking about when he was saying that people emulated how we dressed. He's always been fresh and fly as well, too. But it was different from the sense of like what I'm talking about with Jay. Sometimes it's just coordinating and smelling good and okay. making sure that you insinuating yourself as the right features. Exactly. So my nigga drove, he he like I, I've never hung around niggas that dress goofy though. Like it's okay. really like yeah, I'm I mean, very it's kind of yeah. yeah, like that's one of them things. You like uh, even my bros that I had that wasn't as fly in college, they still would coordinate. It wasn't nothing fancy. They might have some ones on. 
you know what I mean? A, you know, a dope tee, a dope graphic tee, some jeans. It wasn't like special, but it was cool. Like it took me a while to really develop my style. Um, I told y'all, and I wanted to ask you about like, have you ever been dogged for like yeah. something you had on or like a look you went I read for? I that it made me think of it, absolutely. But let me, I, was, I, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just tell y'all. Well, y'all already know the Fantasia story when I had an S girl. Like I got dogged out for. Having an S curl when I was on the football team and dude put me in the middle of the room. They was dogging me. He was singing Fantasia songs because I was dark skinned with an S curl. Cause my daddy, he's the man in my life and he's selling me on it. He's like, did he get perms? What you wait, wait, what the S? What Fantasia song? You don't want me there. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Go How ahead. She had her I- hair like that, yeah, bro. Where were you? Where where have you been? You been under the rock, bro? God. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, she I, had like she had like the little woman, you know, the you know, she dark skinned, she had the little like, you know, little curls on top, short hair. Uh, so I my hair didn't look like that, obviously. Like I had like a fro that went into like a you know what I look like? I look like the white dude from You Got Serve in a black version. Like if you ever seen that movie where he had the spiky hair, like the white boy, like that's how my hair looked because my grade is like my brothers worked perfect because he had a nappy he had nappy hair. So his hair curled up perfectly. My grade is a better grade. So See, when they put it straight, it went straight. So it was spiky. And I got mixed reviews after Christmas break when I went to school. And I felt pretty good because I got, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I get this a change. But then when I got to the locker room, I, I mean, I probably had it for two days. I went home. Daddy cut it off. Immediately. Yeah, I was out of there. Like, I got dogs so crazy. Um, my mama tried to put some of that shit in my hair before my hair was crushed. I got nappy ass hair. I got the head carry. See, it would probably would have worked for you, Acne. You probably would have had that perfect Bobby Valentino. <laughs> nah, it, it, it did some weird shit though. Like it was like all straight. Like I, I oh, it went too like, straight. I, I watched that shit out the same day. Like it was. My mom used to hate my hair, bro. Like you speaking, we speaking of freshness. Like my mom used to like brush my hair like the, the super <laughs> duper heavy hand Dax oh, grease try to yeah. make me wear a wave cap and I never cared that's why I love my hairstyle that I got now because it's like the neat and nappy like I ain't got to do too much okay. to it like yours yeah but when I used to try to keep that shit close and keep waves like my <laughs> my mom used to try to get me to like brush my hair all the time to get waves and shit like it's I, I, well, I let me it. let me ask you what what was what was your what is your favorite style to date in regards to like your hair? What was your favorite look that you did that you're like, I love this. This was my favorite look. It could be t- what you got now. It could be whatever. What What is your favorite look that you had? I think how I, my hair is now. It kind of okay. even played into the name with Spike Lou, like it's spiky up top. And with mm. all this so I like that image. I like it's easy for me to maintain it on take Well, and I pay a lot more attention to it. I ain't realize what it like. It takes a lot. To maintain like natural hair, real like it really do. But I enjoy that. I like how it looks. I like fixing it up. I like like I can edge my own shit up because I went to barber college. Like I can really get off in there and make. That you shit went to barber like, college? Absolutely. We we'll have to talk about that, that another time. <laughs> God, yeah, just a bar. Yeah. Thanks, but I can make that shit look like damn near. I left the barber shop with the exception of like doing this. Oh, the back. But yeah, I can, yeah. yeah, I can get tight. Uh, it's tight. I think, yeah, the only reason I didn't was because of the kids that I didn't keep it doing. It. But I love like how my hair looks now. Like I'm how I'm able to do it and, and get tight. Like I can take maybe fifteen nah, I, don't, I can take maybe twenty five, thirty minutes to get myself like right, right, if I'm in the mood to do. Hmm. But 
also too i enjoy like i enjoy do you enjoy getting haircuts like i enjoy taking the hour out like i don't care for it really i do it's it like i, I don't come it's like a female though. when she get her mail when she get her nails done for me like no nah, i'm not talking about cutting your own hair though. that's what i'm talking about like yeah boy, i don't to the chair or like a nigga that's cold cutting your hair being precise like that shit that that's one of my favorite things to do. that's relaxing I, I, my problem is like i don't know why since i got to florida but like a hispanic guy he cuts my hair he kills him. young guy what no he <laughs> he's cold with it nah he's good good dude good dude he don't he, we don't really he don't really talk is he like dominican that. you know dominican's the best barbers i don't know his, I mean, his name is Jesus, so I don't know. Dominicans, um, because they can cut that Spanish gray like white people hair, but also no, nah, they be cutting everybody there. Though. That's what Bro, I'm I saying. They're Dominican, white people, maybe like Dominicans. Dominicans, Dominicans vary. Like Dominicans can have the white people hair, or they can have hair like ours. Mm-hmm. So they always say that Dominican hairdressers, barbers. And I might ask him what's his ethnicity on Monday yeah, when I go back. Dominican barbers and beauticians are supposed to be the best in the industry because they it's they they, they, they have that. Uh, but but yeah, I mean I'll go. I mean when I was in Indy, I had a barber there. Even when I went in town a few months ago, uh, I got I went there to purposely get a haircut, holler at my boy, you know what I mean, just check on his status because he's supposed to be actually he might be off of house arrest now, like coming up. But um, I you know, but I it's cool. It's just something I got to get done. I'm just not that big on it. Like I'm trying to get better at going every two weeks for self care purposes. I'm pretty bad about it. I just go radical, whatever. Like I, I get, the, oh, I got to especially here because it costs more. So what, I'm like, what does your wife think about that? She don't care. Like she be, I be like caveman status, and she be like, hey, you look fine. <laughs> I'm like okay. So, but I'm trying to do a better job, just being from a professional level. Like, yo, stay up on it. You know what I mean, and whatever. But, um, let me we'll 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 put a button on this. Maybe we'll visit revisit this in some other fashion. I don't know in what universe, but um, because we've been here for a little bit. But couple questions, and we'll we'll end it here. How much do does your style? Oh well, I didn't say this. Let me let me say this real quick. My favorite style I had, y'all can go on my Instagram, but I had a mohawk, and the mohawk eventually turned into freeform dreads. Uh, that was my favorite style. It was like the style right before I had this, and then what I got it. It's like what Jay Z got. What? Yeah, like like what he had, what you had, like what Andre had, Andre two thousand had, like what J Cole has. What it just they like now. I'm even doing it now. You know, what I mean, I'm not doing anything to my hair. I'm letting it. It's going to sprout. It's going to come out how it wants to come out. You know, but um, the only reason I end up cutting it is because it got to a weird space where the 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 hair started hanging over my head. But I couldn't. So I matted up a little bit too. What? Well, well, I couldn't bow it up because I had a mohawk and it was like a fishtail. Mm-hmm. So I got a I got a, a band up here, but then I'm trying to pull this little bit back here. It just was a weird thing, and I ended up cutting it. Had a low cut. I ended up growing my hair again at this point because I have a small head. <laughs> I have a big body. Like it fit me when I was skinnier and younger. Now I realize my head is small. My wife clowns me, calls me turtle. Like she was calling me turtle, but I was like, "Oh, cause my head's small." It's you not your small. Wife joke on each other like that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That was a long pause. I had to think about. It. I was like, "It's not like it's not so much like oh, I'm about to I'm about to really I'm about to kill you right now." It's but more like, are, but you were hit her with a quick one. Yeah, like we'll definitely get. Yeah, we we got a great friendship. Absolutely. 
Um, but so I so I end up even when I got that fade, I grew this up because I was like, man, my head kind of looks small. So the hair kind of set it back into balance with my body. That's just small details I paid attention to. But um, how you much to have your shit like yours kind of sprout out? Yeah, I keep getting it more. faded, but it always sprouts. I get it faded yeah, up, and it sprouts should, again. I feel like at the top up there, the, like the edges, you should like cut them down, so like have it going more into like landing into the back back there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just a box. I don't have anything back. It's just naked. Yeah, but you fade on the back. The back. Like, yeah. Well, I had that already. But essentially, little little neater. What I mean, though. I guess like mine is what I'm saying, which I was trying to avoid from saying make it sound like I got the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, like me. Like like that's basically yeah, what I'm just saying. Like, my cook, like, nigga. like like the OG over here. Like look at me. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but uh two questions and we can we can get to the homework. But one, how much do you think the clothes you wear, the the fashion, the haircut, the beard choice, goatee, beard, mustache, how much does all of that outer appearance play into your confidence? Uh, man, that's a great question. It plays a lot into it because even when I'm just getting up and I'm running to the store, if it's a quick run out, I like to still look presentable mm. because I feel like that I'm in a space where somebody may come up to me and be like, oh, I know you do this. I've heard this and said that. You won't. The last thing you want to be looking like is bummer. How old were you when first, you got that sidebar? Hmm. That's a good question because it's this is gonna sound crazy. So at home in Nashville, because a lot of people know you or know you, like you ain't really trying to go out and be seen mm-hmm. dusty at all. Yeah. And when I got here in Atlanta, I had gotten older, so you always want to look presentable mm-hmm. from a okay. professional standpoint. So it even before that, man, like we. Wow. It's hard to explain the standard that we held. Like, me and my homeboy talk about this a lot. Like, the standard we held ourselves to. Like, we were young and dumb and comparing ourselves to, like, well-established drug dealers and trying to compete with them. And, like, yeah. have the same clothes and, and shit like that. And it was mm-hmm. fucking insane. Yeah. But that's what that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. So, for you to ask, like, hey, well, man, we start thinking about that shit at 12, 13, 14. Like, Going out being dick, presentable. Yeah, like, my dick and suit's got to be matching. My son, like, man. Me and my homeboy used to iron our shirt. Like, you iron your T-shirt and put a crease down. Oh, the crease. Yeah, that's OG. Yeah, yeah, my, my daddy taught me that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, my daddy got mad at me for flat jeans. ironing. Yeah, nigga, what you doing? Like, that's yeah. that's, a, that's an offense. Especially yeah. like back. Yeah, back, like, yeah, saying, for sure. We've been on that since we were like 12 or 13 years yeah, for old. Sure. Just for trying sure. to be out and just wanting to be presentable. So it's never really left me. Even in my relationship now, one of the comments or one of the highest praises that my girl gives me because she's very fashionable it's like like no. any anytime you go out she said to me like anytime you go out even to the store or whatever you always are presentable that's one thing that she said like I like about it like it ain't never a time that you go out and you're like Man, where, this nigga just got out of jail didn't he <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I don't man. never like to look like that bro like and, and, and again now you about to get to it black I don't like when I see black men with their pants hanging down on their ass man. and just looking like nigga, you just rolled out of the bed and like ain't nothing like slides on mm-hmm. and sweats and like it's the middle of the day. Like I just, mm-hmm. I know it may be a one off, but I hate that shit, bro. I, I yeah, don't. No, I, I, I do it sometimes, but I hate. I don't like. But at least you try to put some like some 
You know, you try to put something yeah. with it. You know, it's like all I don't right, even like seeing our people like that. Like it irritate me so much more now. Like when I see little niggas, I think women. I think, but I think down be, their ass and shit. I hate that. You goofy. But I think it's even worse with women. When I see you, you got your hair still wrapped, you got pajama pants on. It, come it's on. disappointing. It's stop. Disappointing. Just stop. Please it's disappoint. You you got more value than that queen. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you outside, like you're, you're outside, outside. like you literally, know, you're outside. Yeah, you you're know not what? In you, your house, yeah. yeah, like you dealing with people. Like ain't no telling who you might run into, and even if you ain't trying to impress nobody, that don't matter. How yeah. are you representing yourself? Bro? Exactly, and I think people don't look at. You know what changed my mind though? Because I I used to save my clothes as a grown man. Save my clothes. I'm away for this event when I get with my homies. I'm away for this event as a couple. I realized it just hit me like a ton of bricks. What are you waiting on? Nope, you just wait. bought you waited this because I don't buy clothes myself like that. Partially cheap, but partially because I always want to make sure my family good. When I realize it's like when I finally do buy, because when I do buy, I buy in bundle. Like, so I was like, what are you waiting for? Wear that shit. Get dressed now. Because yeah, I used to do that shoes, in school. All this shit. I don't do that no more, bro. Like you said, like it took me a grip to get to that point. Like, put some clothes on, like. Get it's and it's got contagious, you know and what I'm saying? It feel good. It when do you put feel some clothes good. Clothes on, you know you fly, you fresh, nigga. It Throw you good. some good smell, good on, you know, Bruh. like nobody now can that, walk up on me. That's that. And yeah, door. and because look, you, like you said, we're in this profession, so you never know who's listening, you never know who's watching. And my last question, I will ask: What's your advice to people that's trying to find their best look through your journey of finding? Okay, this is my look. I tried this, this didn't work. I tried that, that didn't work. I finally found what works for me. Uh, based on these factors, what's your advice you would give to people trying to find a look? I can't figure it out. Uh, don't chase the mainstream or what everybody else is doing. <clears throat> find out what what what's comfortable in a sense for you. I ain't necessarily mean it fit comfortable, but like what do you feel good representing? What brand? What fit? What style? Skinny jeans, wide leg jeans? Like find out what's comfortable for you and just enhance on that. Is what I would recommend because the last thing that you want to do is look at those videos that you're talking about mm-hmm. and run with they suggestions and look like <laughs> a thousand other niggas that's yeah. out here got the same shit on because that video had fifty thousand views. Mm-hmm. So the the flyest niggas that I've seen, I spoke of my home, I spoke with my homeboy J Ho, I spoke mm-hmm. with my homeboy Throw, like they do their own thing, like they'll get nits and pieces from other stuff. But essentially, it's like I'm bringing what I saw that was dope and I'm adding my own shit to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I do that with my hair or whatever it may be. It's, it's, it's just at this age, there ain't a lot of niggas my age that got a full head of hair. So mm-hmm. I take advantage of being yeah. able to style and have it natural, full, nice, clean hairline and having my clothes accentuate that. But find out what works for you, mm-hmm. not what's working for everybody else. Not because it's a popular brand. Don't wear skinny jeans because everybody else got on skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Find the fit and the work that goes for you. And get a good tailor if you can afford it, man. Like, mm-hmm. that, that can cater your shit to, to, to fit you correctly. Mm-hmm. Hem it up for you. Get the, the taper right. That shit matters, nigga. That's what I'm trying to graduate to. I'm really trying to get there. Yeah, bro. Like, it ain't, and it ain't hard either. Yeah. Like, it, it, it just take, like, that your favorite pair of jeans, just go get those tailored. Get them cut right, get them fitting right to you. That's gonna feel good. And you're gonna go buy another pair. They ain't even gotta be expensive jeans. 
Just go get them tailored to what you like looking like. Then you'll see how that look on you. You're like, okay. And it ain't number 15 or 20. As long as you get the shit cut and the hems and shit cut like you want to. That was a fact. Invest in some nice jeans. Go get them tailored. Get some shirts and shit to fit. Just look put together and just go from there. What I like do you it. say? Uh, I agree. Everything you said, same thing. I think... Uh, Man, try, try, trial and error, man. Like you gotta try stuff out. Like I've had many looks. I've tried so many different. I had different hairstyles. I had waves, ball fade, mohawk, frohawk, dreadlock, like like dread. I've had so many different box fade. Like I've had so many different looks. Try out stuff. Stay open to it. You'll find your look, and when you do, you'll know you're in your look. You'll know. Uh, as far as the hair goes, beard goes, if you can grow a beard, for me, I've had low low beard, struggle beard, chin, just chin. I found out in the pandemic what, what was the best, which was like grow my beard kind of thicker because it looks like it's connecting more than it does when it's shadowed. And then as far you as you use no like oils or creams and no shit on it? Nah, I need to really graduate. I, I just I just be kinda like just wake up and go. Like honestly. It was a cream to sit I really do need to, because I mean I need that proper proper uh pick 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 it out action, but I just I just be I whatever. Talk. I've been struggling with my beard for like years, four five years. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Look like I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So it, even this is still a surprise. I'm always surprised. I had a patch in college. I had like a little patch with no connection. Um. And as far as the the dressing part, like you know, be cognizant of your body. Like you can you can find what works for you. You know, if you're a, a big woman dude, had to point that out to me. Yeah, be cognizant of your body. Like it, it. I we talk about the dope boy, you know, stomach, whatever. That's fine, but you don't have to put so much focus on it. Because I know I talk to my wife and and just women in general. It's like highlight the things that are working, and the things that don't necessarily work well. Try to figure out how to disguise it. So if if your stomach is kind of pooch like like me or anybody else that has like a little bit of that, then again I tell y'all the technique. Y'all don't have to listen to me, but trust me, it works. Grab the t-shirt, pull it at the sides. And you'll see what happens. It'll loosen the bottom, keep it tight at the top, bro. It it works, bro. Try well, I promise it works. Um are we talking about like regular white t shirts? Like what are we talking about? Uh any kind of t shirt. I, I would say try try it out on a shirt that fits good you've had for a little bit. Cause you got trust in what it is. Like, all right, I ain't tripping. Pull it on the sides, just the little corners where the where the crease is. Pull it on the sides. It'll stay tight at the top on the shoulders and the chest. It'll loosen around the stomach. You're in the game. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, that's my vice, man. Just trial and error. All right, Spike, we are at the homework section. Did you have a chance to check that out? I know last week you didn't really have a chance, so we just kind of doubled down on that. So, yes, Tim Ross and Lecrae on the basement it was okay. I'm not okay. I'm not. Lecrae is not in my library of artists that I check out. However, I am no familiar with his journey mm-hmm. and um, what he talks about. So it was enlightening okay. listening to him talk about, like, you know, his focus, how he tries to rap, the presentation that he tried to make. I wasn't mad at this. How far did you get in? 24 minutes. All right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. It was cool. That's like, good I, for I, I that, that's yeah, good for spike standards. That's that's good is, spike man. standards. <laughs> Anything that stuck out to this interview that you wanted to hit on, or did uh, I? Hit? Nah, I mean it, it, it was just, it was just a lot of different 
it's just a lot of interesting things to me. But he is Lecrae is an interesting dude. But 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 I think Lecrae brought some great stuff. But it's generally Tim Ross, like where he took it, like especially towards the back end. Uh, but twenty four minutes, it's past Spikes fifteen, so I appreciate it. That's I that's that's. I'm gonna try to listen to the rest of it. Actually, I'm gonna try to listen to the rest of it. That's growth for you, you know. <laughs> It is. 100%. So I, I at it. I get it. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate it. Get a you. little bit better each day, man. No, I, and I so appreciate it. I really genuinely was from, uh, you know, walking like I talk it ever. So, you know. Oh, uh, that's what I forgot to talk about. That's what we forgot about now that we get here and talk about the disagreement with Scarface and Willie D and the Grammys. I really want oh, to talk about it. Right. Yo, yo, put that on Tuck for a Tuesday. Put that yeah, somewhere. We're going to have to. Man. We're gonna have to. We, you, we, did you like. Dude, I think that's a good conversation because it, it was a good conversation, similar yeah. to what we were talking about with the homework stuff, and I had a lot of good points, and I'm sure you had some good perspective on it too. And we're talking about Scarface performing at the Grammys. His partner Willie D, Ghetto Boys, Fame, they do mm-hmm. a podcast together. They're in mm-hmm. constant communication. They brothers somehow. Yeah, somehow Scarface took the invitation to the Grammys and didn't mention it to Willie D, mm-hmm. which is insane. So <laughs> we won't get into that now. Yeah, but boy, we'll, we'll yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got the crumbles. I got yeah, a I got lot it. for that. I got a lot for that. Um, as far as me, I, I, I still didn't, I, I still didn't get around to it. But again, like I did, like you, this I'm, ain't even a homework assignment. This is your benefit. You're gonna be like, damn, <laughs> I cannot fucking believe I didn't watch. I, I just finished my rewatch of this. I started from the very beginning over the last three uh, weeks. Th- like, yeah, today. Yesterday, I just I'm so surprised. You such a busy dude. Like you active out here. I watch it when I'm working. Sometimes, like uh, I watch. I have it playing in the background. I don't be sitting there watching it. Like okay, I'm gonna take an hour out of my day and like it's it's playing in the background while I'm doing other shit. You right, really be cooking school work? Yeah, something like that. You really uh, like you're like fully like yeah you you're a different kind of guy for real. I respect it because you're really take using using all of the senses right now like. <laughs> Yeah, I respect that, bro. I, I, I really do. It. Straight I'm up, trying. it's gonna it's gonna be beneficial and fruitful to all of us. I promise. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so you didn't really get to check this out. Again, I didn't. Only the, I'm gonna the I'm gonna sell it a little bit more to you. Okay. Go back to the first one. Me Summer House. This, yeah, Summer House. Me finishing this made me realize how good of a series this was, man. It's it, it's up there with like you can mention this if it had the same marketing and budget. With any other top shows, man, one hundred percent. You think it's and better I than? Uh, I, I ain't gonna put the better than on it because people gonna be okay. listening to this and they gonna say that I gassed it and they gonna be like, "Oh, I can't get into it because of the, the accents and it's gonna be something really dumb where they ain't gonna like it." But this show, man, it's it's right up there with the best of the shows, just because of everything that it covers. I wasn't familiar with this lifestyle and the, the niggas just, that, that was outside in London. It's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. From us, it's just it, it's just good to see, man. It, it reminds me of the wire a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of just like the authenticity that you see. The reason that the wire is good because Baltimore is an essential character. Mm-hmm. I feel like the same thing with this. They make Summer House, The Road, London, like it's a character in the show. Long as they don't do the whole like we're gonna keep switching perspectives, I, I'm good. I mean, no, 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 I don't do that. Like okay, you're gonna, you, you know, I didn't like. Gonna I, have, it's gonna be really easy to follow once you get into it, and especially you. I think I got a feel for what you like as far okay. as TV shows. This was, this is gonna be one. Once you get into it, you're gonna be like, oh, like similar to you, like with the Sopranos. Okay, I, I 100 feel that way. All right, especially I'm, I'm, at the end because it's like it's a lot of good twists. Like I ain't even gonna sell it no more. 
I, I am going to no matter what. The only reason I got held up not watching is because I, I'm trying to use my time wisely, so I end up watching Sopranos and I start taking notes for our show. And I was like, dang, I, and the notes kind of can get strenuous at moments. So I, I really was like, dang, I ain't got. But um, I absolutely will watch Summer House Top Boy. And y'all will get my view on that. Spike, for you, I have a podcast for you. It's going to be the one that has the kid on it. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the, the, the cup. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, for you, quickly, it's Game of Thrones. Season eight redux. Uh, it's it's a podcast. Somebody took the liberty into creating a fictional podcast, and basically what they did was they rewrote how they felt season eight should have went. Very interesting. The even the actors that are playing like some of the characters. What's the name of it? It's called Game of Thrones uh, season eight redux. Let me let me pull it up here again. It's uh exact. It's called Game of Thrones Season Eight Redux. It's on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. So it looked like the image, but the voices, the people that are acting, even sound like the real version. So what I would say uh is it's my it's probably not something to be in the background because so you kind of different. So I'm looking at this now. These are different episodes. Like it's totally different from what they showed. It's just another perspective. So they they re they basically rewrote how they felt Season Eight should have went. So they they do ten episodes and they wrote it like how it should because people dogged it so much so they wrote it in that way and it's a it's fictional characters playing Jon Snow playing Arya they playing acting it out? they're acting, acting it out the- yeah like the narrator everything so it's a very interesting thing I'd be interested to see what you think bro so that is my homework for you bro I'm here for what I'm gonna check it out tonight mine for you sixteen nineteen project man oh sixteen nineteen TV show. Absolutely, man. Nicole Hannah Jones is putting her fucking foot <laughs> in this whole sixteen nineteen thing. There's a podcast. There's a you talk about that was a home for Animal Brown. Wasn't that, it? Was t- that was my put on with on deck TV. Absolutely for you. There's six episodes, bro. There's a wide variety of stuff they're talking about with black people, from fear to economics to whatever it may be. But there's six different topics. Pick whichever one. You ain't got to watch them in okay, succession. Pick one. My homework would be you, you just pick one. Tell me which one you picked and how you liked it, what you liked about it. Which network? The Cole Hannah Jones. It's on Hulu. Okay. Hulu. Got Hulu? Yes. And like that look, you know. <laughs> yep. Gotta get you a Hulu password. Yeah, well, Hulu. Well, with that being said, man, I like Nicole Hannah Jones. I like her style. She's an academic that doesn't take herself too seriously if I'm putting that the right way. Like she's relatable. Like I'm looking at her do the research and talk to these people and she feels like an aunt or a cousin that I know. Like not some person that went to Harvard that's far away and don't know how we feel. Like it's so relatable as far as the person who's relaying the message. And that's Nicole Hannah Jones. She's doing an awesome job. 1619 Project. Check it out on Hulu. Either one of the episodes that you want to check out. Okay. People are wanting to dive in more. There's the book. It's on Audible. It's the 1619 book. There's even a podcast, the 1619 podcast. And essentially what the 1619 project is, is about how black people got to America, what they did to get to America and the steps that they took from us to 1619 to now. It's mm. all the stuff that happened. It's really good series, bro. I like black history. Hidden Colors got me on to being receptive of things like this, but this is one of the better things that I've seen 
Sense Hidden Colors, 1619 Project on Hulu. Again, pick any episode. Okay. My favorite was the one about, um, I think my favorite was episode four. Mm. Uh, it's about, I, can't, I said I don't get what it was about. You said about money, right? Yeah, episode. Yeah, there's one about You said you like about money about more than the, the label or music something. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's, episode three is about music. Episode four is about economics of black people. Episode five was about uh, reparations. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of different shit, bro. But mm. any one of them you want, check it out. Give me a couple minutes on the team of what you think. All right, sounds good, bro. And that was the homework section. This has been another week in the books. We appreciate you guys joining us, growing this fan base every week. We're excited about the things that are going to be happening in the future. Go leave your comments, likes, everything on your favorite podcast sites. Send us an email, awitb2022 at gmail.com. Mo, take us out. Yes, sir. Like he said, uh, and y'all can also find us on Instagram. Another week in the books on Instagram. If you haven't already, man, go check out our other podcast, Spike Animal Brown. Uh, they do on deck TV show that comes out every Wednesday, hip hop review show. If y'all haven't already, go check out our other podcast, Good Earners Reviewing the Sopranos, literally reviewing the Sopranos. It's a dope show. If y'all haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max. We're going through a walkthrough. The recent episode is Down Neck, it's fire getting great reception to it if you haven't already man i don't know how long it'll be available go check out my audio drama series man it's called roll the audio drama series we appreciate y'all man y'all keep tuning in we'll see y'all next week man